everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. <laughs> there we go. We're live. Here we are, world. <laughs> a few seconds late, but well, y'all deal with it. We're drinking. It's, it's still six thirty. It's still six thirty. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just gonna drink a little bit. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. Today <clears throat> we're here again to talk to you about Chucky the series. That's right. We are still coming at you live every Wednesday to see what our little Charles Lee Bray has gotten up to. <laughs> Um, these mini cells will drop on our podcast feed the next day, um, but we are not editing them because, again, we're drinking, and they drop the next day. So it's going to be a lot of ums, uhs, and I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. Tis, tis, tis. You'll get what you get, and you'll like it. Or you won't, and go tell us. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a little bit of housekeeping. I cheated y'all out of poll results last week because if you listen to this on Spotify, there's a poll function and I'm using it because I'm nosy. Uh, so <laughs> our first week's poll, um, your favorite moment of the episode was when Chucky slapped Jake by 100%. We're all friends here, apparently. Um, <laughs> and for our most recent poll, which went up last week, your favorite moment was when Chucky and Caroline played video games. Also, I'm 100%. So he gives and he takes. And we're all 100% here. We're 100% in. 100% in. <laughs> um, check us out on Spotify if you want to participate in the polls that yeah. drop when the episode drops. Yes, yes. Let us know your favorite episode or your favorite part of the show. Today, though, we're talking about episode three. I like to be hugged. <laughs> I don't, but Chucky does really. I don't uh, know Chucky. <laughs> Just Chucky, though. Just Chucky. Uh, <laughs> but to get us started off, let's let's have a little discussion because this is the first episode we got where Jake is kind of doing his thing and Chucky is doing his thing. So we kind of got some character development from both of them separately. So uh, how do we think that that worked, or did we like it? Did we not like it? What are your thoughts, Ray? I really, really liked it, especially because, like, from the second viewing, a really obvious thing makes sense to me because I'm I'm great right now. I'm doing fine. Um, <laughs> but at the top of the episode, Jake is possibly about to kill Lexi, so he's, like, chasing her down, and he almost stabs Junior on accident, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and he backs off. And then at the party, Chucky is looking to kill Lexi and actually stabs Oliver. He's like, oh, shit, my bad, and then goes through with it anyways. And I was like, look at us being like one of these is not like the other. Truly. I liked it as well because we got to see Jake dealing with Chucky's manipulation without Chucky being there, manipulating him. Mm-hmm. So we saw him interacting with characters in ways that we, we may not have seen if Chucky had been there. Yeah, this was a very good episode to see how Chucky specifically is handling someone of Jake's age because we always see Chucky go younger or older with manipulation, manipulation tactics. And like we get that they're teens and we comment on them being teens, um, being played by teens. But this was the first time where it like really drove home that Jake is at that age of who am I? 
<laughs> what am I doing? Oh, what do I think I know about the world? <laughs> and so to have Tucky come in and like wreck his life and then like send him away for a minute to so really process what the fuck is going on. I'm talking to a haunted doll or a possessed mm-hmm. doll. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know research. That <laughs> montage is coming, I'm sure. <laughs> got to have this episode. Woo, girl. Listen. <laughs> Ready to answers. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. All right. Well, one of the so one of the things we both have notes about this. So let's get into this conversation too. Um, with little Mr. Devin. Oh. So I because I read your note and I have thoughts on that as well. I thought when then the scene where they're in the hallway in the school and Devin says that he wants to protect Jake was really cute. I was like, oh, that's precious. On the surface. Um, um, and then we do learn, but okay. So we, we do learn that he has, he is recording all of his, com- or at least this last one, the conversations with Jake. So I, I, I take it you think there's something nefarious in that, or he's. Yes, I do. You can't be all like, I'm your friend, Jake, like Chucky, and then like stab him in the back by recording shit. That's not cool. Um, and he's editing it, so he's gonna use it for something. And so I think he's gonna, even though Jake said he doesn't want to do the whole bullying podcast episode, I think Devin's gonna do it anyways. Mm. Um, it also feels icky because Devin keeps hanging out with these people that are clearly not Jake's friends, but he wants to protect him when he's on his side. But he's over dancing at Lexi's party with his headphones on. Well, yeah, I don't. Okay, so the first thing about him recording things. I think he's going to use the recordings to prove that Jake didn't do it. There's something's going to happen, and he's going to use the recordings as uh, not an alibi, but like a evidence forge in Jake's defense. That's what I think. We'll see how that plays out. But you, I didn't think about the whole podcast episode, so yeah, that could be that could be something that I yeah. I think he's starting to get his girl weather. <laughs> situation on and so I, was like, I don't give a shit about people i just want my way i want and i want it down and it makes me feel bad because i was like okay this kid is cute he's like trying to like figure out his life and his mom's a cop that's a lot to deal with but then he's like i'm gonna record you what opportunity to be your friend and i was like that's not how we make friends yeah jake don't need more friends that are not friends jake needs less <laughs> um Okay, and then about Devin being at the party at Lexi's. I think Devin is only hanging out with that group because he's friends with Junior. He's not I, friends with Lexi and the rest of them. I think he's friends with Junior. One of my notes is I keep trying to ignore that I think Devin is into Junior. And I think that's what's going on. Because he's always like, no, he's only that way because of Lexi. No, Lexi makes him do that. And then he goes right back in there. And he's like, you can do better than Lexi. You need to break up with Lexi. I think he's got a crush on Junior, and Jake has a crush on Devin, and this is about to be a whole triangle over here that we were not looking at. Oh. I keep trying to ignore that's, it, but who are you dancing a, with? That's a good... He was dancing right next to Junior. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> point. I hadn't thought about that, but also, what if he just can't decide between the cousins? It's like, ooh, do I want Junior or do I want Jake? Jay or Jay? I don't know. Maybe both. Who knows? A little monazo tomorrow. Well, that's weird. They're cousins. Mm. No. <laughs> Again, because he's using Jake, I feel like his and like since the episode first episode aired, it's been like, no, you just don't, you need to know Junior's a good person. And Jake's like, that's my cousin. I know my cousin's a shit. And he's like, no, 
<laughs> and so I really do think that he, I think that he is also very tunnel visioned um, and it's on Junior and he's being cool to Jake because it is that's his way in. And also Jake is just like being picked on. So you might even feel like a little bit of empathy for him. But it's at the end of the day, very Gail Weathers and it's very much also like, I want your cousin. Which is yeah, why but- when his mom comes to him every time about Jake, it's like, no, he's not lying to her. It's not Jake. Right. Well, okay. And this this episode really did muddle Devin's morality for me, for sure, as well. But Devin, okay, let's talk about Devin's mom. Because I feel like every time I watch a horror thing with with children or teens or whatever, there's always the mom that's like, you don't need to hang out with them. They're bad news. And the kid's like, no, they're good. You don't understand. And I was like, do these parents, did, did they not have to, like, I had to read Romeo and Juliet. Did they not have to read Romeo and Juliet? It don't work. <laughs> or any of the countless other teenage drama love stories that the parents are like, you don't need to hang out with them. And they're like, I don't care what you say. And <laughs> something terrible happens. So like, yeah. come the fuck on people. <laughs> I don't, it's, not, it's not parenting that's working, but we keep seeing it. Like it's mandatory for a horror parent to say that. What I want to know, though, about Devin's mom, Detective Evans, is what her history is with Mrs. with Miss Fairchild. Because when she comes into the biology lab to question her, she's like, "Hey, first name." And Detective Evans is like, "No, no, I'm here on official business." And all of a sudden, it's Detective Evans and Miss Fairchild. And I'm like, "What y'all be doing? Where y'all be going? What is this backstory?" Hmm. And does that have anything to do with? Um... Devin Sawa's wife, and was she being at? Why was she late to that meeting? That's one of my notes because we have not explored her secret enough. What, how are you gonna be late to a meeting about the person you're taking care of being bullied? What was you doing? Who was it with? Where was you going? Who was you doing? Listen, <laughs> who's who's who's. <laughs> <laughs> And she showed in late and was like, oh, hi, first name, first name, husband, ladies. And ladies. I was like, you're in a good mood, Bree. What you been doing? What you been up to? Mm-hmm. That meeting was also, I was just like, these adults trying to, like, figure out what to do with their uh, bully daughter and how to fix. I was just like, what? <laughs> teachers call this meeting to be like about bullying and then upsets everybody by showing him the video of his dead well of this girl pretending to be his dead brother on a dance floor which is only seen and it's a damn good scene to have especially for Devin saw where people are like can you really do serious stuff he's like actually yes <clears throat> hold my fake goatee from this other character what? <laughs> and so it's a damn good scene to have just be the only scene of the episode but like they show him this video and like why would she do that? And he is in distress. His wife is like, oh, shit, we have real feelings. And I just got laid. I don't know if I was here for this. And the other couple's like, oh, no, we just looks bad on us. And they're like, everybody go home and think about it. And I'm like, Yeah, go home and figure out what we can do with your children to make this work. You call people down here to get upset and then let them go home? <laughs> in a town where murder is popping? Because <laughs> clearly these parents don't have it with have have it in them to begin with. So like, what do you think another night's gonna do? If they were good parents, Lexi wouldn't have been <laughs> dancing as an electrocuted man at a Halloween party last week. 
clearly <laughs> need to go or to hire of other things. I also love that Lexi and her parents both continually bring up the talent show. When rewind, play the tape, she called him at Jake out first. So bitch got what bitch deserved. She has that, she has that like privileged white person syndrome where nothing is ever her fault. Truly. And I, but every time I just want to be like, girl, you called for him. You sent for him. So he came for you. And now you're upset about it. Listen, I think Chucky might be a Gemini. If you don't fuss with Chucky, he might not fucks with you. Sorry that you called for him and then he put your shit on blast. I mean, listen, Chucky, Cinnabites, all Gemini's. I've decided. <laughs> all Gemini's. <laughs> yeah. And so that, yeah. And then when the, when, because the parents were like, but her, let his parents, the mayor is apparently her mom. Yeah. Which says a lot. But she's like, my dog, my children could never be the problem. It's there. And they're like, he's been through a lot. But that is no excuse for his behavior. And, but then as soon as it's about her dog, I just, oh, what are we going to do? What have we done? Bad parents of awful children never see themselves. They're just like, no, my child's a little angel because I'm great. And so my child is great. And it's like, you're both assholes. <laughs> you have this information. What you going to do? congratulations right you need to sing a telegram you need to sing a telegram to come tell you what you would have done (laughs) are you gonna fix this so question i have a question for you do you think when jake gave chucky to lexi that he kind of wanted something to happen he knew he knew because yeah, Chucky's like no. Chucky's like you fucked up. You want me to go do it? And Jake's like, no, let me take you over there because you brought that up, idea up. <laughs> and then he went to his parents' gravestones to be like, I feel guilt. Oh no. And I'm like, dude, get you an alibi. Do you know how this works? Especially what? when he hears the sirens in the background. He's just like, oh God. Right? No, it, it's very much that kid who like was like, I'm going for vengeance. And it's like, oh fucking no. Like Eve's by you. Like, mm. she was like, wait, you killed my dad? I was going to kill my dad. Oh, no, it's too real. <laughs> yeah, I, ooh, yeah, he knew. He had to have known. He knew. And then he was like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> I'm going to talk to my dead parents about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just need to say again that the actor who plays Caroline has won me over. I don't even like kids, but I have been won over. When Chucky's like, I'm gonna kill your sister, you wanna come along? And she's like, I'm too sleepy. Right. I left my body, I laughed so hard. Like, I I cackled and my spirit flew. <laughs> <laughs> and then went on the road and came back to me and I was still cackling. Uh, right. One of my favorite moments happened right before that when uh, Lexi's putting her down to, putting uh, her sister down to sleep. And with Chucky in the same bed. And she's like, you didn't do it right. You're supposed to sing to me like Daddy does. Oh, and then she sings Don't Fear the Reaper. And she's like, Chucky. I was just like, this is perfect. Don't miss CD. I see you. I see you. Whoever wrote this part, I was like, y'all got me good. I love this. So the first is she starts in a weird place. Like she doesn't start with Don't Fear the like the chorus. Yeah. But what she got, I was like, is this, this is. She's singing, don't fear, her sister to sleep, singing, don't fear the reaper. 
I just love how a soft version of Don't Fear the Reaper has become the calling card for shadowing in these movies. <laughs> and it's like, I know the characters don't understand what's happening, but we do. Like when you look at Scream and Billy's in her room and they're like, just don't, don't fear the Reaper remakes. And you're like, wait, it sounds familiar. Right. And so I just love that that's the calling card. We're all like, you know, we need a gentle Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> Can you just whisper to get us it? in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Reapers in the rim already, but we don't want people who don't need to know to know. <laughs> yeah, I also love when Chucky they touch Chucky in bed so tight that he can't move. <laughs> <laughs> like he cuts himself out, and chaos ensues. And I lived for it. I lived for it. So many favorite moments, but like the moment that I think broke me and most of Twitter is when he's choking Lexi because we all love Chucky. We all know what we got into, but seeing his little right. legs kick. As he's choking her and his little hair flying. And when she notices that it's him, she's like, <laughs> And then she lights the whole place on fire. And then I'm just like, this is the chaos. <laughs> this is Chucky level chaos. Like, that is the one thing about all the Child's Play movies and the, and the Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Chucky of Chucky, Chucky's Chucky's Chucky's. Chucky Jesus. <laughs> They continually just lead to more and more chaos. And so that's why I'm really excited that this is kind of the first, because it's, I mean, it's been chaotic, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of been subtle. And this is the first like big thing that, that we've had happen. So I'm excited to no. see what happens next. Um, but here's the question. I, I loved it. And I want that just like the moment of his legs kicking to be the new little engine that could. I want <laughs> inspirational memes made. I want inspirational calendar of every leg kick. For every month, like it's just. Uh, and she throws him off, and then he he sees the knife, and he like scuttles to the knife, and then he gets up, and he's just like laughing at her, and it's great. <laughs> his cackle, oh my god, his cackle is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> okay, but my question is, how did they not feel the heat of the explosion that's literally like six feet above them? Because their dances are hard and they sweating. Like, this episode showed me that I am no longer a youth. Because first <laughs> off, we got two of the youths jogging. <laughs> Did we jog now? Because I never jogged in my day. And secondly, <laughs> when this party breaks out, I get the headphones because the sister we've established is somewhere on the spectrum. And so loud noise is probably not cool. But right. like, kids brought flashlights. And they were doing the flashlights because they were like just jumping around. And I was like, what the fuck are the youths doing? How old am I? I'm done. I can't say I'm a youth anymore. Like, I am the oldest millennial, apparently. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I've learned many things today that made me feel very old about this new generation. And I, I don't know. Can you imagine being called as a kid actor to the set of Chucky? And it's like, here are your props. And it's like, what's my line? You don't get lines. <laughs> 12 these flashlights and dance. It's like, okay. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> Another favorite moment after Chucky cut himself out of this comforter and uh, like 20 minutes of favorite moments is everything he said after he found out he stabbed Oliver instead. Because he literally is like, oh shit, I thought you were Lexi. Oh well, oh, might wow. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I liked 
the kind of undertoning theme of this episode and really this whole franchise, let's be real, mm-hmm. is like how how is a murderer created? Because Chucky has a line where he's talking about how anyone's a murderer, you just have to push them far enough and they will do it, um, which is kind of Jake's whole plot going on. But then Chucky later on says, and some people are just fucking born evil and just want to kill people. And that's Chucky's whole storyline. As we find out with his backstory and all that with the killer yeah. mom. Like, yeah, I like that a whole lot. I love Chucky's backstory because most of us have waited forever to know how he got to be there. Because we're like, clearly he's more than just a common criminal if he happens to know voodoo and enjoys killing people so well. What? <laughs> There's more to this man than meets the eye. He's been doing this right. for decades in a doll's body. So like, He's committed to this cause. How did he get here? And so I just love that the answer is he's just born evil. He has a good home. They loved him. Um, But when shit went down, he was like, I've been wanting to stab someone for a while. And that's more creepy than being like, well, now let's bring in mystical forces to resurrect Jason Voorhees one more time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just let people be evil. Just let people be evil. Truly. Yeah, I know. I really like that too, and I like that then it's juxtapositioned against Jake's storyline, which we don't know where his storyline will lead if he will actually commit murder or not. But the idea that anyone can, and it's an interesting kind of psychological concept that anyone can be a murderer if you if you push them to their breaking point. Everyone's yeah. breaking point is different, you know. Yeah, no, it's like any other artistry. You have to like practice and rehearse. <laughs> Just rehearsal, murder one. Right? <laughs> Annalise Keaton here. How to go with murder. <laughs> I love that show. Anyway. Um, I'm going to look a jacket on and be her for Halloween because I'm traveling. It's like I can't even wear costumes. I'm just like, Annalise Keaton. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our tops and bottoms for this week. Um, <laughs> my top is, of course, like we've been saying, the chaos. The, the explosion, the fight with Lexi. We're finally getting the Chucky chaos, and I loved it. Like, same. I, I feel like this whole episode was a secret top, because I was like, are you? What are you? And it was like, ha top energy. And then, like, Chucky comes out of the comforter, and all hell broke loose. Like, him in front of the flames, cackling, Lexi crying in the corner, like, people downstairs dancing under the flames. I'm just like, this is what I signed on for. The first episode, the first two episodes were cool, and I was a fan. But this is what I was waiting for. <laughs> this is where I live. <laughs> yes. Um, so my bottom is the amount of times and every time when Junior makes excuses and forgives Lexi. What occurred to me um, during this episode, particularly, is what if they, what if they had not figured out that they were friends instead of a couple? Because they have that sort of situation where he's like, you're being a bitch right now, you need to stop it. And she's like, hold, don't hold your breath. But then she does what he said. And also she like stops dancing with Oliver when her song comes on. It's like, Junior, let's go. And it's it's big friend energy um, as opposed to couple it's energy. A gay boy and his best friend. Let's be exactly. real. Exactly. And they've not had the conversation yet. And so I think that if they can have the conversation, he can like help her become a person. But, like, we're beyond that because, like, we're angsty teens. And so nobody's going to sit down and use their words. And at this point, Chucky's after you. So, like, I don't know what to say, how to help She you. crossed the wrong one. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> my bottom, this week I'm getting away from all the times Lexi was almost killed because those are always bottoms. 
I'm growing. Um, my bottom this week is I've been trying to ignore the hints that Devin might have a crush on Junior, but I can't ignore it anymore. Um, especially because he's at Lexi's party after she was dancing as a dead dad, not even a week ago. And that's a line you don't cross. Like that's a picket line for your friendship. That's the bare minimum to not go to a yeah. party. Yeah. 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 The Devin stuff is, yeah, troubling. He's we'll on see. trial. We'll see. Maybe we're wrong, but I, you could, I don't see, I don't know. Yeah. If yeah, Jake were my friend, listen, if Jake were my friend, I would be like, Jake, listen to me. You don't need Chucky and you don't need Devin. I'll take care of Devin for you. That Miss doll is on you. I don't want a part of that shit. But if you survive, <laughs> find me. I'll buy us nachos. <laughs> for real. All right, so what are we looking forward to for the rest of the season? I'm wanting more chaos. I want more of this Chucky chaos. I want to see, you know, this is kind of the beginning, I feel like. And it's just going to escalate from here. And I'm so excited and pumped. And, of course, I'm still waiting on Tiffany. Yeah. I'm waiting for the whole Chucky family. Like, we have, we have Alex Vincent still out there. We have, like, so many characters that we know are going to be joining us. And how we're going to tie into the last movie because this is a direct sequel. And so I'm excited. Um, what I'm looking for now the most is how Lexi explains that the doll burnt her house down while she was smoking weed at a party she was throwing. That's a scene I want. Don't cut that one. Don't don't drop that on the floor. Give me that scene. I would I mean, love to see. Unless she's dead. She, she won't be. She'll get up with flaming, burning down house. The previews had her in it and Twitter was sad oh. about it. Um, again, and that's a testament to this actor, which because I feel like a lot of times people don't explain to like kid actors, just like, hey, just so you know you're playing a villain. People hate right. that character. You got separated too. And great. especially if you're playing yeah. it well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I no. love that. I love to hate her. Same, same. And again, she delivers every week. I actually have a cast list in front of me, so I can like remember fucking names. Um, Olivia Allen Lind. I am probably butchering that all over the place, but Let us like in the comments, and we'll fix it next week. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but I I love her because she's been tasked with so much. Because like even the scene in her bedroom, she's first off smoking a joint, which a lot of fourteen year olds, whether or not they do know how to hold a joint, um, don't want people to know they know how to hold a joint. But she's holding it expertly, and I've seen kids in like college when I write a scene with a joint in it, they're like, "How do I?" <laughs> and she's like, "No." <laughs> and so she's doing that, which is a bit of business that you have to navigate. Do I want people to know that I know how to hold this, or do I not know how to hold it? Because I'm like 13, 14. <laughs> and she's also having like the biggest theatrical moment we've had so far. Because she's like doing stage combat with Chucky, which is an expensive fucking puppet. You can't break Chucky. No. If you break Chucky, can you imagine? That's your last Ooh. job. That's I... your last job. <laughs> you can't be like, you have three more on the track. It's like, get off the set. <laughs> right. And I mean, not to mention, she is, is truly, to me, and I'm sure you agree, but like the real villain of the series so far. So you have to be more villainous than the serial killer. <laughs> right? Right? No, give her her flowers. I would like to see her nominated for something because, again, she, just like this week alone, she had to do a lot of fucking things. She did a lot of heavy lifting in a series yes. that's already pretty great. She yes. managed to somehow be the VIP or MVP, whatever sports lingo is. Yeah, in, in, in a stellar cast, she is like, yeah. Mm. You show me any other 14-year-old out there who's able to, like, smoke a joint, do stage combat, navigate practicals, because some of that fire looks real-ish. <laughs> Controlled flame, yes. <laughs> but real enough to be like, I'm concerned. Um, right. 
and also like fight a puppet and also act because there's a lot of kids who can't do one or two of those let alone all of them and right. still be like but don't forget my character's a bitch <laughs> right all right well that's our thoughts on this episode Sheree, what's our tweet of the week our tweet of the week this one's not funny um it's from serious reporter i had to have twitter translate it because i, I don't speak enough languages because i went to school in america um <laughs> but at serious reporter tweeted hashtag chucky it is a clear example that you can hire teenagers of 15 16 years to interpret adolescents of 15 16 years well there hashtag chucky, chucky tv series and the translation might be off but the sentiment is true like cast age appropriate people because this would not be the same had we had 30 year old hungover bitches rolling in looking rougher than I do. Truly. Yeah, no, this casting in this film all the way. Adult yeah. kids everywhere, stellar. I love I'm loving it. And even five years ago, this would not have been this way. This would have been like, hey Devin Sawa, you want to play Jake? <laughs> and he's like, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Truly. All right. Well, that's our thoughts. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Even if you're listening tomorrow or throughout the week, we love your support. Next up, we have our Fear Street Halloween this Sunday, because that's Halloween. Surprise. Uh, We'll go live at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time and 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we'll be joined by our friends from Shaken Not Scared, which is a lovely podcast with lovely cocktails. And our friend, the lovely Midge Munster, as we get into Vampires versus the Bronx at two and the original Black Christmas at five. Boom. Get into that holiday spirit. You know, it's Halloween. We're going, you know, be Christmas next. Cold holidays. Cold holidays. Cold holidays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, as always, our regular episode will drop on Monday morning. This week, we're covering The Empty Man. Oh, yeah, with Brother Ghoulish. It's going to be wild. Um, We will also be back here, same places, same time next week to talk about Chucky a little bit more because he'll be doing more shit. So make sure you watch him either Tuesday night live on Sci-Fi USA at 9 p.m. Central or catch him on that app or wherever you catch him so you can, like, roll in with no spoilers. Boom. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.